This is Space Cats Peace Turtles, the unofficial podcast for Fantasy Flight's Twilight Imperium. Episode 306, 2023 Finalist Interviews. Music by Ben Prunty, featuring Matt Martins and Hunter Donaldson. Hello, Space Cats Nation. This is uh, Hunter Donaldson here solo in the studio today by myself. Matt is nowhere to be found. He is AWOL. He's gone on vacation. One of many vacations. He's going to be on a series of vacations. This guy's taking the rest of the year off. It's hilarious. It is hilarious. Um, But I am here uh, to introduce to you our yearly tradition. This is one of the best episodes of the show every year this is our finalist interview episode we have six finalists who have conquered through the tournament the space cats peace turtles patreon twilight imperium tournament this is our fifth one that we've done it is the largest twilight imperium tournament uh always just ongoing which is a nice little feather in our cap that we can always say that uh we are the biggest one it's good to be the biggest one I am so excited uh, to introduce these finalists to you and uh, for you to get to know them each a little bit. There are quite a few people this year that uh, have different kind of ongoing relationships to the tournament. We have some new faces. We have some, I would call them kind of Space Cats insiders. And we have some people that have just played in the tournament for a long time and have proven themselves over and over. And it is no surprise to see them in the finals. Speaking of the finals, I'm very sad, uh, very, very, very sad to report to you that we do not have a date yet for the exact finals. I would love to be announcing that to you right now so that, the, so that you can uh, just sit there and hotly, hotly, heatedly anticipate the oncoming, uh, you know, 12 to 15 or 18 or maybe 27 hour game uh, that we are all in store for. Uh, but I don't have that date yet, so I don't know. Um, we are working with the finalists now to find something that works, um, but thus far we have not uh, landed on anything. I think when we do, we probably will put out um, an ad to promote it, so if you're listening to any episode of the show, hopefully you will be hearing that uh, soon, whether you're in the backlog, whether you're like a current listener, whatever. Whatever type of listener you you are, you should... Uh, very soon be made aware, or at least as soon as as soon as we know, you should know uh, when the finals are exactly going to be. It's like down between like a handful of dates at this point. So yeah, really no certainties yet, but we are working on it, I promise. Um, so let's get into it. Let's go right into the conversations. Uh, this first one is between me and a, a guy I know quite well. Um, who I think you're going to like quite a bit. This is uh, me, Hunter, talking to Jadim Jedi. This is actually kind of, this is interesting for me. You actually being in the finals is interesting for me for uh, a reason, which is that I play with you, I think, pretty frequently, actually. Yeah, we play together a decent amount. I've, uh, I've definitely gotten into a number of the 
what is it, the Yinsterhood games? Mm-hmm. The Yinsterhood of the traveling vans. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah. So it's cool for me that you are in the final because I don't know if anybody. I think you might be the person I've played with the most that has gotten to the finals. Like, oh wow. So in a way, I sort of. I mean, I don't want to put any pressure on you, but I sort of consider you to be carrying uh, the torch of my specific playgroup. So <laughs> I am I am the young Padawan. Yeah. I am the baby Yoda that has learned the ways from you. And yeah. I will I will try to try to make you proud, Papa yes. Mando. Oh, I love that. Yeah, see, I mean I didn't even take it there. I could have taken it there. I was actually talking in the chat during your game uh, that I want to to be a coach. I want to coach people. Um, and maybe you'll win the whole thing and I'll be able, I'll just kind of retroactively say like, yeah, I, t- I taught Jadim Jedi. <laughs> I mean, you, you definitely have taught me a lot, whether, you know, directly or indirectly oh. you know, podcast for a long time now. Oh, stop it. This is the, okay. This is your segment. Uh, let's, let's talk about you though. <laughs> let's, let's talk, let's talk about, I, I got the real, the, the question we always kind of lead with here whenever we do these every year uh, that I think is a, a really good one is just kind of a like, like how do you see what's, what's Jadim Jedi's version of Twilight Imperium? Like, how do you see the game? What parts of it do you like to emphasize or, or de-emphasize? I mean, for me, I'm obviously the tech guy. I just love what it brings to the game and the possibilities that you kind of get when you have all the cool techs. I, I love Jolnar for that reason. Right. I'm also into Necro too. Like, I, I probably prefer Jolnar just because they're a little more on the, the friendlier side of things, or at least they can be. But both are really fun for me. And especially like with Jolnar, you get the ability to just kind of do whatever the game wants you to do that game that you think it might be fun. You know, you can be like, Hey, I want to go do round one integrated economy. And like, that's just a thing you can do right. Jolnar, if you really feel like it. So for me, that's, that's really cool. That's really fun. Yeah. That makes sense. It's like the, the versatility of it. Uh, how far on the uh, Jolnar deal making continuum do you feel like you are at though? Like, are you, are you, are we going to see some disgusting, if you get, let's say you get Jolnar in the finals, do we do we see a lot of disgusting deals out of you, or are you kind of just like I like I like being able to do whatever I want to do, and that's good enough? I'm definitely the person where I make my deal, or and and you counter offer, and I don't want to make it a whole thing. Like right. I don't want to spend twenty minutes on trade. I think that's ridiculous. Yeah, and I just want to kind of you know make the deal that makes sense for both of us and just move on with our lives. Yeah. Um, now I am willing to to do creative things and, you know, non-binding deals or whatever. Um, I think I even offered some stuff like that during my game in the semifinals, like, you know, unlimited use of military support or, you know, whatever kind of thing makes sense to try to sweeten up a deal. I'm, I'm willing to do stuff like that, but I'm not, yeah, I'm not looking to turn this into a 13 hour game. I think that would be very sad for me if it went too long. Absolutely. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that's uh, I think that's a quality that a lot of the people that I play with a lot, uh, that's a quality that I look for uh, in people is just a desire for the game to not take uh, 13 hours. Um, Right. How did you feel about your semifinals game? Like, what was your what was your kind of take of it? Because it was it was kind of a wild one, especially towards the end. Uh, shout out to Meta, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, took four home systems. Yeah. basically solo like got a little bit of help from titans um you know i think in that game there were a few things that i 
I mean, there's a few things that I did pretty well, but I definitely made a number of mistakes. And I actually did rewatch the game. Um, and I can look at a couple of things that I did. It's like, oh, why didn't I put a, a token in strategy before round five? Like, I could have totally stalled that out if I wanted to. Right. I just didn't. Right. But on the flip side, it's like, I don't know. Sometimes when you do the expected meta stuff, people just throw all their cards at you and they're like, you know, I, if, if I if I stall leadership, I don't get to spend mirror on leadership most likely. I probably get unstable planet hit on me earlier. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know stuff like that, and like I attack the extra player um, early on just to try to get them to pop their ceasefire or or use their null field because I thought I might have to go and grab planet. So I thought like that particular play was pretty good. So some there's there's some good and some bad, but I can definitely look at it and see plenty of things that I could have done better. Yeah, I think it one thing that's interesting about watching professional TI or <laughs> professional of <laughs> 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 that TI at a high level is like tournament yeah, I mean TI. yeah, yeah, tournament TI, that's what I should call it. Um is like yeah, I mean there's still so many, you know, hidden information aspects of the game that you that you don't know about and it was wild for me to watch that game because i mean i was because because i play with you i was definitely like you know on a certain level rooting for you i try not to root for anybody in the commentary but i was rooting for you for a certain uh point and i wonder how it feels because i at a certain point i actually kind of gave up on you i was like jadeem is not gonna win <laughs> and i just wondered how that felt to to watch to watch me be like he messed up and this is over and then <laughs> and then like you know two hours later like you won the game and uh, that's just funny oh, to man. me that that's how it works it's it's, it's deserved um uh, at a certain point i also didn't think i was gonna win my my secrets were were rough like i had uh i had three space docks and followed up by four pds um which is really really bad for soul yeah. so i was i was pretty nervous about that um but now, like, there were, I, I knew I had to play towards round five, and I knew I had to, you know, kind of hope that people would do some of the slaying for me and, and burn up some of the stuff. Like, like definitely swapping with Nalu was intentional there and mm -hmm. trying to throw the heat on them and get some of the some of the energy thrown towards them before right. we got to the round five. Because if, if they, you know, they had to get slayed in order for me to win on the one anyway, which is kind of what I figured my path was going to be, but... Um, yeah, no, it's, it's always really fun to have people that are cheering for you. Um, even more so when it's, you know, you and you and Matt, uh, who are super fun to listen to every week. Uh, thank you, man. I appreciate that. I, and I'll definitely be, uh, be looking forward to seeing you in the finals. Um, and yeah, I mean, you're representing the entire show this year. I, you might not be the only one at this point of recording. We haven't gotten all the finalists. Um, but we've got like Squeamishimu is in like another semis, and we'll see we'll see how that goes. It'd be really funny if uh, if the the finals of the tournament looked like just a normal game of Space Cats Peace Turtles streaming. That would like make me really <laughs> proud and, and be pretty hilarious like a, to me. Like a Saturday Hunter. Game. Yeah, just like <laughs> just like a normal <laughs> a game people have watched like a million times. Uh, that would you, be my and, favorite. And you, are you going to join as the seventh player then? Yeah, it's going to happen. If that's what happens, if it's if it's you and Squeebu, I'm just going to like be like, no, I'm, I'm in. I'm, I'm going to be a part of it. Um, I'm just gonna play. It's a seven-player game. I, I like don't even like seven-player games. It'll be like, yeah, I'm gonna insist for the finals that that's what it is. <laughs> well, uh, be 
what do what what do you feel like uh if you were to kind of predict like how your finals game might go down like what what do you feel like what is your attitude going into uh the biggest twilight imperium game of the year i'm i'm expecting to come in second place oh yeah that's, there you that's go. what i'm expecting right now there was another game i played once upon a time called hex card game um and I made the the finals of that game as well. Oh yeah, yeah. And you know, I have a, a bunch of friends that I still talk to from that one, and I I shared with them that I made the finals of this tournament. Like, yep, we're we're waiting for you to make second place in this one too. <laughs> so we're just looking forward to that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't really expect to get this far. If I'm being completely honest, like I play okay, uh, but I also play a lot for memes. Yeah, um, I I took it a little bit more seriously and took the you know, boring politics pick that I needed here, but, and I'll probably take it seriously and, and try to win and not go purely memes. But if there is an opportunity for me to do something silly, I will get silly in the finals. Yeah. See, I completely uh, relate to that of feeling like there's, there's a, there's the right thing to do in twilight Imperium, which is sometimes kind of boring, maybe a little right. like trying to play the odds in a way that makes the, your gameplay like really slow or whatever. And then there's fancy stuff, uh, which is like fun. And then there's uh, dumb meme stuff. And yeah, being being capable of all three is, I think, uh, an important thing for any Twilight Imperium player to prioritize. And I'm glad that we've got you there, uh, possibly doing something fancy, dumb, or just the boring right thing. Um, but yeah. Uh, it'll be cool to see you, man. I'm excited that you're there. Uh, it's going to be really fun. Is there anything you want to fit in here at the end? Anything in particular you just want to share? I hope there's no Winu in the finals. It's it's going to be bad for me one way or the other. Either I am forced to take them, and then I will have to tell everyone to punch me because I'm the Winu. Right. Uh, or someone else will have it, and I will be honor-bound to try to eliminate them. Wow. Uh, because... Because that's just that's just how I am with the Winu. So you just you just hate the faction, or what? What is it? What is it about them it's, that gets you? It's not even hate. It's just I I know that hero is just crazy, yeah, right? Yeah, and they start so weak. But but if you don't pay attention and if you don't punch them early, like they just they just become a monster. And so like even even that crazy PBD one hundred. Shout out to folks that are playing that game. Like I'm the Jolnar in there, and we're currently on a plan, on a quest, if you will, to try to eliminate the Winu right now. Yeah, because uh, I just think they just get too crazy um, with that hero. Yeah, it's just just too much. It just kind of ends the game on on one action, and that's all. It's also, I'll say this: it's also kind of boring. It's kind of a boring into a game of just like I played my hero. And now I win, and now it's over, and it's like, okay, well, I guess we'll all go home now. Uh, what? So tell us what, what's PBD one hundred. I forget what this is. Oh, sure. So that's a game that was set up by Holy Teaspoon as a sort of celebration game. Uh, it's got every single faction in the game oh, piloted yeah. by different people. Wait, that's and still a, going. That's still that's still going. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's a it's an async game over on the async bot. Um, you know, there's teams and and people can join a team if they want to get in on the action. Wow. Obviously, you can tell from what I've said, you don't really want to join the winner team. Right. Um, but there's yeah, there's all sorts of people doing cool little role play stuff that's that's kind of fit into this universe. Um, and and it's been fun. Like we're Jolnar, because uh, obviously I love Jolnar and. 
we've been like the little tech peddlers, you know. It, it's like, hey, everybody, send your action cards for tech to us through the Hakan, and we will help you research whatever you want. You'll, we'll get you fleet logistics. We'll get you integrated economy. Wow. Just whatever it is that you want. Um, so our our tech board has gotten kind of wild over there. It's it's great. I love it. How far into the game, I dare ask? Uh, I think we just got to round four. And how long is it? Have y'all been playing? Oh my god, it's been since last year. So. Oh my god. <laughs> it's such a long game. Wow. So oh, it's such a long game. This is the canonical game, though, of Ti. Whoever wins, wh- whatever faction wins, this is the the faction that truly deserves the. Uh, to, to sit on the throne. I guess, is there a throne? I've decided there's a throne now. Uh, there's a... Yeah, it could be the... And they wear the crown of Infidia when they're sitting on it, right? Yeah, there you go. That's perfect. Um, well, hey, man, it's been really good talking to you. I'm really excited for the finals, and I'm, I'm excited to see you. Uh, and I will, be, uh, I will be rooting for you as much as I allow myself to root for someone uh, whenever I'm commentating. If I'll even be commentating. I don't even know. Who knows where I'll be? I have no idea. Um, but yeah, really good to talk to you, man. Well, it's going to be hard to commentate when you're in the game, right? Oh yeah, that's true. It will be tough for me. That'll be, well, yeah, that'll be difficult because it'll seem rude because people are like, Hey, it's actually my turn. Can you like shut up for a second? And I'll be like, yeah, I think, so I think Jadim is really messed up. (laughs) I think Jadim has no chance anymore. (laughs) Hey, it's me. Well, Oh, whoops. <clears throat> Sorry, I was uh, almost uh, coughed right into the microphone. That would have been kind of dumb. Um, I'm not really sure what the point is of me like checking in in between. I just want to make sure you know like the name of the next person uh, that's going to be interviewed. But uh, that was Jadim Jedi back there. Very fun conversation. This next one is Matt and Aratane. Check it out. Uh, when did you get into Twilight Imperium? Uh, good question. I probably played uh, I played TI three in person with some buddies years ago. I probably played it twice ever, mm-hmm. and then TI four. I didn't really get into um, with any sort of significance until maybe like a half a year ago. Honestly, okay. my um my wife was a uh, my wife has a uh, group of uh, women that she watches The Bachelor with. Mm-hmm. And that was on Tuesday nights every night. And so I had two to two to three three hours every Tuesday. So I reached out to a couple of my guy friends. Was like, hey, who wants to play two to three hours of, uh, of Twilight Imperium That's a great. week? For, uh, and so it takes us two months to play a game. But mm-hmm. we can through it eventually. That's great, though. And so that's how we started. Uh, yeah. So we, we played maybe, I think we're on game six right now. And uh, and so that's that's just sort of how we do it. So cool. I haven't played a ton, but I enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. And then somebody's told me about this tournament thing, and I thought, and I love tournament games because I think it um, it's nice to get a chance to play with people you don't play with normally. Mm-hmm. You just kind of learn how. I think that's how you get better is by playing with new totally. people and different different people. Yeah, yeah. So I wanted to give it a shot. Had you played online much before at all? Uh, no, this is my first time. Wow. Uh, so up, your tournament games up. were your first online games, like on on the the platforms and stuff. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the meta surprised me in terms of. I am. Um, my friends are unfriendly, but the meta is uh, very friendly. The, the way people are like, "Oh, sure, I'll watch your commodities. I don't even care." Uh-huh. For me, there's. I've. It still. It stings a little bit every time I do that for someone. I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm giving you yeah. something yeah. for nothing. 
you know, maybe you should give me something for right. this thing I'm giving you. Right. But uh, but I swear the people in the tournament are just like, yeah, sure. You want you want free candy? Here's free candy. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Yeah, it's an I, odd you know? it's an odd clash of ideals because there's definitely people that are not that way. And when you get someone who's really stubbornly, no, things have a cost and a value, and they must be this. When they when they get in a game with that person who's just like, I'll float anybody. I don't care. Uh, it it gets very very funny. Um, you said you 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 know checked this out because you like um you know tournaments in general. Or have you done tournaments for any other like board games at any sort of convention or in any other context? Yeah, I used to play a little. I used to be somewhat uh, decently into Star Wars Armada, which oh, was a miniatures cool. game. Yeah, and uh, and I enjoyed that. But um, during the pandemic, with uh, with that being very much in person mm-hmm. game, not really being able to be in person. Yeah, uh, that that quickly um, evaporated for me. Yeah. Definitely. Well, something I found especially interesting uh, about your story getting into this, and we sort of addressed it at the end of your semis game, like even in the in the stream and stuff. But you had a a sort of very impactful sequence of events in between the games you competed in in this tournament. Do you mind telling people sort of uh, what (laughs) what has happened with your family while this tournament has happened? (laughs) Well, it's grown by one, which is the most uh, most notable component, and uh, and that's that provided a significant uh, challenge in terms of scheduling yeah. as well as uh, as well as juggling during games, mm-hmm. making it a little more challenging to find a spare uh, twelve hours available. But yeah. I think we're we're finding a good way to be, to uh, kind of balance that all out. Yeah, and and you you did the dirty deed of forcing yourself to have to play one more within I don't know at least a few months. Uh, we have no idea when the finals will be yet, but uh, hopefully. We can make it not 12 hours, but I suppose that's up to you six more than it is up to me in the end. Um, but I mean, I've, I've already said that, uh, you know, my wife is the real MVP as far as I'm concerned sure. for this tournament. But uh, I would say the I'm happy for everyone else to uh, to concede as early as six hours <laughs> in. That sounds perfectly fine to me. <laughs> Uh, well, something I've loved about your game, uh, your semis game and, and, and previous games, is that you're there having a good time. I think um, especially maybe for players who have played a thousand games online or whatever, things get so much more by the books. But it, it sounds like, you know, you're newer to digital games at the very least and, and you know, have, have played a number of hours, but not as many total games or whatever. And it feels like it, it just has the sense that you're still having lots and lots of fun with it uh, as, as just an experience. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, realistically, uh, I haven't played enough games yet to really know most of these factions. I'd never played Nomad before the mm. um, before that game. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't played most of the factions uh, in the in the game overall. So for me, a lot of it's just about learning. Yeah. And I really went into the tournament essentially saying to myself that my goal here was just to, to learn something, try and be vaguely competitive and just hope for the best and see what happens. Totally. So I'm, I'm thrilled that it's, it's going as well as it is. No one's more surprised than I am, but uh, very pleasantly <laughs> so. And I'm just excited to be here. I mean, I figure worst case scenario, I'll walk away with a, uh, with a better sense of the game and, and just a chance to play with really good skilled players. I mean, Nine of Spades as, uh, as Nalu in that, um, in that mm-hmm. prelims game, he had me dead to right in that uh, in that last round i mean he knew exactly what i was up to and it was cool seeing a good player completely call me out mm-hmm. and then try to convince him that uh, actually he was dreadfully mistaken there was no chance i could win and he just needed to calm down a bit. that's uh, really good but it's, so it's been a lot of fun getting a chance to uh get a chance to get out there and try some new things and, and get a chance to play with some really great players yeah definitely well I mean, it, it speaks to, I mean, I guess how much of a natural you are, because I, I don't think you come off as someone who's new to the game outside of maybe just 
I do recall only a couple instances of you, you, you maybe not being familiar with a specific faction's component. Like you said, you know, I haven't played this specific faction or whatever. Um, so what do you think, like more broadly speaking, uh, really clicks with you with Twilight Imperium? Why does it, why do you sort of gravitate to it, you know, so easily? I think what I enjoy about the game is uh, is the interpersonal dynamics of it and the chance to it's it's all about the people and working together, right? And mm -hmm. it's this weird balance of we're all trying to get to the same objective, so there's some competitive nature to it, but there's also a strong cooperative element of mm -hmm. how do we work together to get ourselves in a position so that we're all sort of in the mix. And I think that sort of competitive cooperative interplay is is really really interesting. Yeah. I enjoy trying to figure out how to navigate that most effectively. Yeah, absolutely. I also love bargaining, trading. <laughs> you could probably tell from the fact that I auction almost every single opportunity yeah. there is. I think I remember from your commentary in, in the uh, semis game, they're like, oh, great, an auction. This is going to be a nice long game. <laughs> you have a real bad history of, of auctioning. That's... Uh, that's one thing I greatly enjoy about the game. Well, that's good. I mean, and I think too, you know, you can never take the commentary desk too seriously because we'll complain about anything. You know, I, I, I can find a way to whine about anything uh, if it means it's going to add any amount of time. But that's actually most of the time, and especially what I've found, and Hunter di staunchly disagrees with me though, uh, but a lot of things that take more time, I understand how they benefit certain styles of strategy. Um, but something else that I think is uh, critical to that is you know, you're wheeling, you're dealing, but a lot of people can forget to keep their eyes on the prize, basically, right? You got to keep your eyes on the ball. And I think something that's noteworthy about, at the very least, your semis game was there was a very long, like, essentially stall fest in that final round, but oh, it was yeah. very clear you knew where you needed to end up in the end. And, and there was lots of things happening around you, and you were doing everything you could to sort of, you know, push things socially. And But the thing I find noteworthy, though, is you're alongside essentially that same stall fest that whole time, but keeping to your own devices and keeping your plan steady and then able to strike out and do everything you needed to do in those last few moments after no one else could respond anymore. And, and it was clearly, you know, a table of players willing to do something to respond but you just had to wait them out yeah i guess to some extent my my theory here is i'm just not sure i'm a, a good enough player to be flashy you know mm. i don't think i know enough about the game and i know enough about how to do cool tricky clever maneuvers <laughs> to be super flashy like um the l1's the l1's play in the in the late game there i thought was absolutely excellent the way he had his hero position and the right. way he was situated to uh, to get that public objective i mean he he again had me dead to rights there i think for a long period of that round and then i think i just kind of lucked out in the end so i think that you know he he definitely knew what he was doing there um i just don't know that i have that level of mastery and skill so i just sort of do the uh, meat and potatoes mm -hmm. fortify the home system right make sure you kind of know what you're going for and then once you've got a lockdown just don't stray from keeping <laughs> yourself safe and and turtle turtle yeah, real good absolutely well i mean that's that is absolutely what works and and it's it's a sort of keep it simple stupid philosophy i think and it and it, it proves itself out time and time again um is there anything in the finals you're hoping to get your hands on is there a particular faction you really would like to get a hold of or is there you know perhaps a a slice style an area of the map you gravitate towards uh or, or anything like that you know, anything would really be good. Um, I can't really think of any specific factions or slices that, that jump to mind. It would be interesting to play Hakan. Uh, mm -hmm. I've actually, be, despite being the uh, the most bartery, tradey person uh, in my friend group, 
Uh, I've never actually played as the trade cats before. So <laughs> kind of a, a good twist of fate to have that opportunity. But I also would like to be done sometime in the same day. So that might not be the best option for me. There's really, uh, but really I'm up for anything. You know, I don't, uh, I don't really know what's, what's going to be out there. Anything's exciting. It's sure. all still very new to me. So I'm, I'm thrilled to play whatever. And as far as slices go, Honestly, the only thing I would love in a slice is Hope's End. One of my favorite <laughs> yeah. uh, planets. It's I think it's the only planet that makes Arborek a viable faction. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think that it's uh, that'd be that'd be neat. I guess. Okay, so Charles and, you know, with Hope's End and Arborek in the finals, and we're set. Just as simple as that, right? That's what you, you know. Honestly, to... <laughs> I, w- I would honestly do it. <laughs> okay, would, if, cool. If you could, if you could assure me Arborek <laughs> and Hope's End, you know, I would go for it because I've got a strong theory that they could be viable i love this this is a called shot and i will do everything in my power to make this happen but i will be real my power is limited actually in this regard even though i somehow am running this thing but charles it's it's genuinely a delight uh thank you for taking some time out of your schedule you and i both have kids we had to get to bed and we're just trying to <laughs> try to you know pop this recording down really quick and i and i appreciate it and from one dad to another thanks for taking part in this uh this big crazy thing with us hey my pleasure thanks so much for having me can't wait to see you in the finals absolutely hey it's me again buddy um so that was uh matt and Aretane again a uh, very cool conversation really liked uh, listening to that one um very heartwarming very sweet um your next uh, this next conversation is me and a rather infamous player to me now, um, someone that is definitely on my radar, and I think you will see why like as soon as we get into the conversation. So this is me and Sir Craigsworth. You are Sir Craigsworth, and if you've been paying attention to the tournament thus far, you might recognize Sir Craigsworth's name because you are, in fact... Uh, you are the one who bested me in the prelims of this tournament. Is that correct? That would be correct. Yes. Yeah. Well, something I want to say up top is that I've been claiming that I would be the winner of tournament five. And what I meant was way more philosophical, I think, than people <laughs> give me credit for. What I meant was I would be responsible for the winner of tournament five and that therefore you need to now win the entire tournament so that it can look like I picked you in order to win. Does that make sense? Yeah, uh, based on what people have been saying in the Discord, I have the weight of you and a majority of the DC area on my back besides <laughs> uh, JJ. So Very um, cool. a little bit of pressure there, especially for, you know, this is only my second tournament, really. This is by far the farthest I've gotten. So. Yeah, right. That Yeah, that makes sense. Because you're like kind of uh, newer to the tournament, I, I just want to ask like what what kind of uh, what kind of Twilight Imperium player would you characterize yourself as? Like, what's your approach to the game? In terms of gameplay, I like to just focus on if you could say the fundamentals of the game, just really playing a nice, consistent, steady game, keeping tempo, not draw, trying to drop too much attention to myself or fall behind, just really trying to stay, stay in the pack as long as possible, um, not make a lot of crazy plays throughout the game, mm-hmm. but just really get to the end and then do one thing that kind of just cl- clutches the game for me. But in terms in, in terms of social aspects of the game, I'm not really much a wheeler and dealer, but I do love making friends. And uh, I'm super just a big fan of like in real life, 
um, building relationships and building trust with people. And I kind of like to bring that into my TI play as well. That that makes a lot of sense. It's, it's about it's about building the relationship. It's not necessarily about being a used car salesman for you. It's like if we're yes. if we're buddies and it gets to round five, maybe things will turn up. You know, maybe things will go my way. How how far do you feel like you take this though? Because there's there are some players in your your final game uh, that take this logic very very far. What like are you like are you willing to throw a game in order for your support partner to win? Uh, not necessarily like throw your own game, but like make it so that only you or your support partner may be the winner. I have never done that. I would say that if I had no shot of winning. I would probably do that for my neighbor or my support partner because I know people have done that for me in the past. Um, right. Great example of this in our game with uh, Wecker on my other side. We had a pretty good relationship throughout the entire game. I had a shot to win. And he felt like he didn't have a shot to win. So he asked me, hey, how can I help you win? And that was one of the like one of the two main things in that last round that really you know helped me push it over the edge. Right. Um, so it's one of those things like if I would do it for you, I hope you do it for me. Um, but it's not also something that I'm like banking on. Like I'm not really a big fan of performing uh, Magi's Gambits myself, but I understand why people do it. Yeah, like you don't you don't necessarily want to decide the entire game on like a coin flip. But if you're down and out or your your friend is down and out, you'd hope that they would assist in some way. Yeah. How, how long have you been playing TI at this point? I have been playing TI since the fall of uh, 2021. I played one game of base game, and then the in-person group that I play with got POK immediately after that first game. So what? So that's 2021. It's been, it's been two years now, and you are now at the finals of the largest international tournament uh, in, you know... That, that Twilight Imperium has. So I, I haven't got to watch your semifinal game yet. Uh, and I... Uh, good luck. Watch it on two times speed. <laughs> Might have to watch it on five times speed. I don't even know. You probably uh, should. Yeah. Um, how, do you, how did you feel about how, how that game turned out? Because I know it got... I know in the end, y'all literally just picked a victor. Is that correct? Or like... Yeah, that's... We did have a survivor vote to pick the winner. That game for me was... Really weird. So I did play Arborek. I mm -hmm. have never played Arborek before, but my options were between Arborek and Winu. And I have wins with Winu on tournament record. That was my qualifier this year. But I had two aggressive factions directly to my left and right. And it was Humble on one side, Cody TCT on the other side. Oh, dang. And I know that Humble, if I played Winu, he would kill me almost as soon as he could. So I really wanted to, I was like, you know what? I'm going to play an underdog faction. I actually don't know how to play, so constantly throughout round one and round two, I'm like, how does this mechanic work? <laughs> uh, there was kind of a joke where every time I would do mitosis uh, or reminded to do my mitosis, the entire table would like cheer a little bit. Like mitosis. So that's that was always kind of fun. And that's kind of part of that relationship building. Just I like to have a fun time with the people at the table. Right. But um, didn't score in round one. And I kind of had a path. But I knew like only like certain things had to go well for me to get to the point where I was like, OK, I think I can solidly solidly win this. A good uh, Imperial pop getting two points, really keeping tempo throughout the game as much as I could as I could uh, playing a faction that I don't know very well. I got pretty lucky 
public objective draws. And then when it comes to the last round or the wind slaying in round four, round five, those rounds took so long, Hunter. I believe you. <laughs> I there there were multiple times on stream where I'm just on mic being like, hey, if you need me, like ping me or something, because I'm lying on the floor right now. <laughs> I, there, there were times I took off my headphones and kind of just kept them close to my head. I was like, I just need to lay down, man. This is right. This game has been going on too long. And I did have a path to win in round five because I, I, I like kind of helped a, a slay of Yasarl. Um, to Toby uh, played a really good game as Yasarl. Uh, he had this whole nomad flagship esque parade uh, around the board to score a two pointer that was revealed earlier in the game. Uh, super is a solid game, and all of us stopped him to get to round five. Right, and I did have a path, but at this point it was two o'clock in the morning, and none of us wanted to be there. One person had like a solid chance of winning in the action phase, and I stopped them by losing my support and them losing their support. And then at that point, we're just like, you know what? Let's just end this. Someone's going to win. Let's just choose. Uh, we, there was enough supports on the board that if we passed them to like five of the six players, they would just win. Right. So it came down to a vote. And uh, you can't vote for yourself, of course. And I was really fortunate that of the four other players that voted, uh, I got three of the votes. Right. Um, so that was really fortunate. Uh, I'm definitely super happy with how it turned out. Probably not the most uh, normal outcome. But well, I don't know about that. I, I'd maybe <laughs> I'd maybe say uh, y'all's outcome is a little more honest uh, to what Twilight to what Twilight Imperium ends up being, uh, you know, maybe not a majority of the time, but like, you know, 20 percent of the time, at least. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I'm curious, like, how did how do you feel like because obviously you got a majority of the vote. Uh, how did you what was your argument as to why it should be you like like why why did three players vote for you so we actually didn't really have like an argument phase where we were like like you know asking like oh y'all didn't even y'all didn't make cases like y'all weren't like no. here's my <laughs> we just went into it we're like hey let's go and vote i did uh like there was a lot of messaging uh in like the end of round four and beginning of round five kind of prior to the vote or we were just like talking because originally uh some of the group was planning on win making someone else. And then when I realized like, oh, I actually have a shot, I told them and they're like, oh, like we could actually make that happen. But like uh, there was a lot of discussions. I did tell um, one of the players, I'm like, hey, if I made it to the finals, my wife would be really proud of me. Um, and he was like, <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good argument. <laughs> and also it was an Arborek win. I mean, that's like, that's cool. I think that, I mean, had I been there, I would have argued that Arborek should win just for the stats, just so we have that on record, you know? Because, I mean, I think a, a win is a win to me. That was thrown around a little bit. Being like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if Arborek had a win in the semis? Yeah, it and certainly like, yeah. would be. <laughs> what do you feel like is going to be your mindset or your approach going into this uh, finals game? Obviously, you're going to want to make friends. You're not necessarily looking to be to wheel and deal. But, mm -hmm. like... Are there particular like factions that you're attracted to if those happen to be in the pool? Like what might we see from you in, in the upcoming game? So in terms of factions, I generally like to stay with factions that kind of like I said earlier, I can be really consistent with and get extra value out of that consistency. Just that's really solid TI play. I 
gear myself towards like Empyrean or NRA yeah. factions that like, oh, if, if you play like normal TI, you just get like little little cookies um, and for playing cookies, the game. Those cookies add up. By the end of the game, you got a giant stack of cookies is the thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then uh, I actually kind of really like playing Soul because they are just so standard and like they just like, hey, you want to play standard TI really well? I'm right. going to give you the tools to do that. Um, so just being able to like fact those kind of factions that have a game plan, have that incremental value, um, without trying to be too flashy. So I'm just going to probably do that. I'll most likely go into round one with a game plan. I won't try to do a lot of interactions that would require like certain strategy card timings. I really don't like to rely on other players round one when you oh, aren't able dude. to make those direct deals with them. Yeah, you are, you are my guy. Then that's it. That <laughs> I completely agree with that point. I feel like people don't talk about that enough. Of just like round one, what? Because a lot of times when I stream, like if I'm streaming a a game from my perspective, uh, a lot of times I'll get people that will come into my chat and they'll be like, "Why didn't you take this strategy card?" And it always comes from the same perspective of like it'll be like, well, "You should just take that one because it's better." And it's like, "Yeah, but if I take that one." then I have to depend on other people for my plan. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I always want to take the in round one, the, and that's how we write the guides too, is like, what's the strategy card that I can take? And no matter what the other players do, I'm going to have like, you know, and there's always going to be a little bit of variance, right? Because mm -hmm. it, it does depend on some, there's some things though you can count on. Like, for example, if diplomacy is taken, it won't be popped turn one because nobody's just going to waste the value of that. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. there are little things you can count on there. Uh, tech, if, you know, if a faction can't pay for tech or if they uh, have no second carrier, etc., you have to then be like, all right, well, I would like to not worry about one of those problems, right? So that means that exactly. I'm going to be incentivized to take those strategy cards over others, even if, you know, and it's always trade. It's like anytime I don't take trade, someone will be like, oh, you should have taken trade because you could have done X, Y, Z or the other and ended up with like 15 trade goods or something like that. Some silly like like thing. And maybe it's not so silly. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's actually would have worked. But the problem is that I now have to depend on all these people saying yes to me, sometimes in a non-binding sense, in order for yeah. me to have a strong opening. Yeah, so I, I relate to you a lot there. Um, and I think it's smart to come into a game, especially with people you've never played with before and mm -hmm. say, Hey, what's the version of this plan that maybe isn't so flashy and isn't the best, but it's just up to me in order to make it happen. You know, I don't have to worry about when so-and-so is popping tech or when, when trade gets popped and if they'll non-binding refresh me, et cetera. Like what, what is just within my power to make happen? Yeah, for sure. Is there anything is there anything you want to end on anything in particular that you're like this is just part of how you see the game or anything you want to say about the community or anything like that? I think more people should play async if they have the capacity to do so. Async has been really good from when I started playing async back like after y'all's episode in like October or something and the people who work behind the scenes at, on at the uh, async discord yeah they've put so many improvements into it where now like teaching people async now is completely different than when I was learning async back in October with like all the interfaces and the buttons right. and the the bot itself is so smart now. Uh, there's probably never been a better time to get into async if you have trouble playing in person or like full game TI like I do right now. 
Yeah, I um, I absolutely yeah. agree. By the way, like that's like it in in watching the way the development. It's like our our old coverage of it is uh, useless now. You don't need mm-hmm. to listen to that episode anymore. It's in the garbage. We're gonna have to do another one because of how much how much it has changed basically and uh yeah it's it's beautiful y'all y'all gotta check out uh if you if you haven't tried out async it is a way to get twilight imperium into your life it's not necessarily the way i need like i'm privileged in this way i get to i can play every week if i want and you know generally speaking we don't go till how how long was your game like 14 15 hours something like that it was, like it was just about to hit. It was just about to hit the fourteen-hour mark. Oh, jeez. Well, yeah. So I don't have to. I don't, I don't have to do that. And I'm. I'm lucky <laughs> in that sense. That's. That's a perk that I get from this job. Um. But if I was not. If. If I was not working this job, I think async would be super important to me. And um. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking next season of the show we will probably do another episode on async just to update everybody on uh what kind of experience it is um but uh sir craigsworth it was really good talking to you yeah you too hunter thank you yeah and uh good luck in the finals you are you are my champion okay and if you win i it counts as me winning too and if you lose it counts as me losing all right no pressure i will raise your flag high hunter heck yeah all right hey it's me i'm back in the future, in the present, um, I hope you've enjoyed uh, all the conversations you've heard thus far. We are at the halfway point, uh, which means we are ready for ad break time. So we're going to take a quick break from all the conversations. Uh, whenever we get back from the ad break, we're just going to go right into our next conversation, which is with Matt and one of our European players, Judica. Um, and I hope I think I got I actually think I may have pronounced that pretty well. I don't know. I think so. I think I did a pretty good job. Anyways, uh, be right back. I know you played in last year's tournament in the qualifiers mm-hmm. as well. And uh, I lost my game game for the first. Yeah, yeah. I was watching that game back, and it's uh, fascinating because it's like you had a actually very clean round four shot, and then, or I think, or or sorry, ra- you you set up for round for 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 nine points in round four, and round five you definitely had a clear shot, and then you had your home system decimated by the L one. Hero. Yeah, and we, we, we still had uh, round six, and uh, yes, exactly, like, it went even longer. I, 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 I had to choose between like to take my home system oh, with no. uh, all my fleet, or yeah. and wait uh, till next round, or just try to split uh, my fleet between like taking my home system right. and uh, between scoring. And uh, I chose uh, like the letter, and uh, that, that that was a bad decision. Yeah. If I knew that uh, there will be like next round, I would definitely make uh, the different decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, because that one's also noteworthy because that game kind of nobody expected around six, basically. Like that there there yeah. was a point at which it was an obvious winner was sort of lined up, I believe, and then it it got kicked to the next round, anyways. Or I might that might be confusing your. 
prelims game this year actually this your prelims game this year also oh, was that sort it, of a situation quite the same because yeah. we also had here around six yeah yeah so you you are one of the rare pok just you on average have around six in your tournament games for for your for your tournament <laughs> submissions uh that's that's an interesting thing well and and it i i feel like it stands the reason because as far as i can tell i to me it seems like you're a very um i would I would put it patient player. Would you agree with that at all? Where like you're all, it seems like you're uh, always somewhat playing the long game. Uh, yeah, basically uh, I do not play online. I basically play like in real life, yeah. but, uh, and we play mostly with the pointers and uh, uh, like pe people in my tennis games, they were exhausted from like 12 hours game, but my longest one was, I believe, like 22 or even 23 hours. Oh, my goodness. And uh, <laughs> we, play it, we, we play it in one seat, so, no. so we, don't, we didn't have uh, any, any sleep. But it was a very bad game because like we ended at around 9. And, uh, <laughs> uh, I believe only like one person reached uh, for, for 14 pointers because... Like, like we had a very bad uh, stage stages too and yeah. nobody could score right you're just sitting there for round after round after round that's how some of our first or our, our base game games certainly used to go in uh even in the tournament there were a, a few noteworthy i remember tournament games for base game where it was just like oh my gosh we're just waiting <laughs> for something to be scorable here folks and, yeah. and nothing would turn up so you are uh you're originally from Russia you said but you uh you you travel a lot. Uh can you go through again mm -hmm. uh <laughs> where you have been over the course of even just this year's tournament? So I filled the initial form when I've been to Morocco. I uh, signed up for my prelims game when I've been in Georgia. I mean, like, country Georgia, not so let's yeah, say it. Right. Just <laughs> sure. yeah. uh, I played my uh, my uh, prelim game when I was when I been uh, back to Russia, and my tennis game was uh, in, in well, when I like I'm, I'm currently in France, so. Like, wow! Uh, but the game also was around. And then you're 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 suspecting your uh, it, depending on when our finals matches, you might be in uh, you said Portugal or Spain even. Yeah. So like uh, this uh, Sunday, I am uh, I am going from uh, from uh, France to Portugal, and I, I I'm going to spend the next month in Portugal. Oh, wow. So if uh, the game will be like in in a in the like in the next month and uh i uh, i will be in portugal but after that i'm going to spain for another couple of weeks wow so, well i i find yeah. that extra noteworthy because i mean it seems like you have a <laughs> you are a person who has learned to live a very flexible life uh with with traveling all the time and something i think that's noteworthy about our tournament is obviously it's very sort of because of our own schedule and and the percentage of the community that is in the americas uh you know it's a very america centric tournament mm -hmm. even to the extent of very often kind of being difficult for europeans and uh you know australians and, and people in the, the the sort of the pacific area um you know the yeah. t the timing of games can always be very difficult for them. So you know, how do you think your flexibility applies to your ability to succeed as a European player in this tournament? 
it, it didn't help me because uh, my uh, prelim game started at uh, 18 UTC, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So it was like uh, started at 20 in my local time oh zone. And uh, I basically spent uh, almost the whole night uh, playing uh, the game. And uh, I uh, had a, so I believe it was a game like uh, for, for me, it was a night from Sunday to, to Monday. And uh, I had plans to, for, for my Monday morning. No. So after the game, I had only like about four hours of sleep and yeah. uh, I went back to do stuff. At it's, end. <laughs> it's way too common of a story for people yeah. in sort of that, in, in, in the UTC plus one, UTC plus two time zones. Uh, and I, I do think it's really unfortunate that the... Uh, the tournament sort of inflicts that upon people and of course it's why we always hope the qualifiers and prelims at the very least offer some sort of opportunity for people to to find games more fitting their schedule did you intend to sign up for an all-night game like that or was it kind of a last resort in the prelims uh, it, it, it wasn't the last result the, the, the thing is that uh i have a lot of uh, like i have a lot of different trips and uh, I don't exactly have a lot of free time on yeah. my weekends because like uh, I like I uh wait I, I currently in in France I spent like two weeks in Paris and uh, after that I went to Marseille and uh, like it, it it wasn't like I have a lot of uh, availability for me for my uh tennis game. So I had to do I, I had to choose uh, like the most suitable one, and uh, it's uh, because of like I play fourteen pointers, and uh, they often uh, took like fifteen, sixteen hours. Oh my goodness, yeah. I'm used to play like uh, at night, yeah. so it, it wasn't a problem for me. And uh, so it, it basically was, it, it still was the best uh, time spot for me. It, it wasn't uh, a lot yeah. result. Uh, yeah, I think we've definitely learned over the years that people who have sort of um, uh, more ability for that endurance side of Twilight Imperium definitely have an edge. The players who are mentally present in that 11th, 12th, and onward hour, uh, very often it can come yeah. down to just making the right moves <laughs> when your brain wants to shut down. So it's it sounds like, uh, yeah. if anything, you have the most training at, at that sort of issue being uh, a part of your games. Probably, yeah, <laughs> because uh, I won my uh, tennis game just because uh, people were yeah. exhausted and they missed the simple... They, they did a simple mistake. They didn't count my planets and right. uh, they missed the fact that uh, I had enough resources to build... Uh, what I had to build. Um, so the other challenge, of course, uh, uh, for you a little bit in these games and in this tournament is, uh, you know, uh, you you don't speak English natively uh, in, in my messages with you. Yeah. you. You said you were worried about doing this interview because you were worried about your English pronunciation. You know, in what ways does yeah. that impact, obviously, such a vocal, talkative game? I mean, how does that impact what you have to do as a player? So yeah, in my time, it's one of the reasons why I chose XChai. It, it was because it was one of the factions which you can play by yourself. Oh yeah. So I had like Jolnaris in the pool, I had Hakan in the pool, but uh, they're not frac a faction which uh, I can uh, like certainly certainly use because of yeah lack of my English. Yeah. And uh, 
probably yeah that uh, affects my decision but uh still i had a lot of i i i'm actually using first because so it's like it is e- easier for everyone like for people to understand me for me to understand people mm-hmm. so like yeah i am using some uh like uh verbal communication that's uh that's probably still okay yeah yeah and at the very least uh in in you know in a online scenario you can lean maybe more into the the text box whereas if this were some sort of like in-person tournament uh, i could see that being kind of an even more difficult situation but if if there's a deal you have to get done um of course there's always like whisper chat and everything like that there to at least (laughs) uh, i guess aid you in getting uh points across if for some reason there's um any any amount of language barrier Mm -hmm. yeah so uh going into this finals match um i i suppose maybe you're looking for for more factions uh in that vein where you can kind of play in solo mode but what else do you tend to gravitate towards just as a play style uh even if it's in your home group and not having to worry about language barriers. I, my my most favorite uh, faction is Israel, and uh, it, they are also my least favorite faction because uh, I like to play as uh, Israel, but uh, I hate uh, a situation in which some other player uh, plays as Israel because they awful to have uh, <laughs> in, in, in a list of players. Right, <laughs> and uh, like it's uh, basically. And it describes my uh, whole play style. Yeah, I'm very like a sneaker. I'm con- I, I, I can wait until uh, I'm sure that uh, something uh, can help me to win and uh, some other similar stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what your one, one of your games is is almost noteworthy because you essentially opted to bow out of try. This was your, I believe, your prelims game this year as Nalu, where you could have done more in that round but you just said you know i don't know and maybe these players will sort of flounder out this round and then you went into the final round with just such a wild leadership stall ability that the players couldn't do anything to stop you past a certain point yeah because like uh i i I watched uh, the like uh, the video of my game and uh, I heard that, uh, like, the commentator said that I could win round five. Mm-hmm. I could win round five. But uh, maybe, but I didn't feel that I have enough fleet to... Uh, we, we had a public objective, like, yeah. to have units in the five empty five system. Right. And uh, uh, I didn't feel that I have enough fleet because, like, that uh, objective can be easily stopped. So the only... It felt like the only way for me to win is, is to wait until next round, yeah. and I couldn't do much like this round, so I thought that the best decision will be to just pass, and probably like uh, I passed as my probably like second or third action, wow. and I just waited uh, <laughs> uh, until everyone else finishes uh, round, and uh, I like watched uh, for everyone and uh, I tried to check if uh, everyone has, if, if someone has any way to win mm-hmm. in that round and uh, I kind of uh, get, uh, like I uh, send hints to another player that you probably should do some stuff. So uh-huh. we will have another round and uh, that was, well, that is actually happened. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's amazing to be able to sort of, even without having actions on the board, influence other players to keep pushing for you know 
another round, which I think, as we all know, is going to benefit Nalu in some way. So it's it's a good read yeah. of what faction you have access to and what's kind of the, the best way to go about this. Well, Jitika, thank you very much uh, for okay. for joining me today. And of course, congratulations on making it to the finals. And, and we're very, very excited to, to see you in that championship match. And I, I look forward to seeing uh, how sneaky you can be uh, at the final table. Yeah, we will see. <laughs> Hey, I'm back. Uh, we've got two more conversations for you, and they're both really good. So, you know, I'm 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 glad uh, that you've stuck around, that you've stuck with it. Um, this next one is with Alice, who has been playing in the tournament for a long time, and uh, it's really fun. Uh, this one, we get into some, we just start cracking. All right, this one goes, we just get into it. All right, so let me just shut up. Actually, here's me and Alice. So you have been playing in these tournaments since Tournament 3, I believe. Is that correct? Am I right on that one? Time is an illusion. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> so, so the one that the one in, in 2021, I believe, is, is your first tournament. And I remember... I remember... That right. Yeah. I remember catching on pretty early uh, that you were... You're a player that, or I mean, and, and I'm maybe I'm projecting this at you. Maybe you can set the record straight on this. I feel like the thing I admire about you is I feel like you don't really care w how everybody else thinks the game is supposed to be played. You kind of just play the game your own way. Would you agree with that? Uh, yeah. Without sounding like too much of an asshole, I think like a lot of people just play the game wrong. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So it's got an even different dimension to it. So how? what's the right way? What's the Alice way to play TI? All right. Uh, the way the way I've been thinking about TI lately, because I'd like to say that my opinion of TI has actually changed a lot. Mm -hmm. And I think that past Alice was also playing the game wrong. Okay. Um, so th there's, there's, there's more to this, which is that what can you hope to achieve in TI, right? Trying to achieve a win rate higher than 50% is like impossible, yeah. right? Your secrets are just going to destroy you, right? Mm -hmm. the, at least like 20% of my games, I feel like I draw secrets and I was like, okay, my game is over. Like, that's pretty fun. So if you can't hope to score better than 50%, a 50% win rate, then what you should be trying to do is get as close to that 50% win rate as possible. And so that's why I think ride or die has started taking over the meta. Because if you have a ride or die partner, then you can basically guarantee that one of you will win, right? And that's a 50% win rate there. Oh yeah, there you um, go, yeah. Yeah, and this is why I'm confused why like everyone stopped playing the speaker game, right? The speaker game pairs very well with ride or die, right? You have your ride or die partner and you swap the speaker token back and forth and then you win. Right. One of you wins. Right. <laughs> but then so do, so uh, what are you so you're you're not playing or are you saying that you are also playing ride or die or do you feel like you're you're doing it differently than that in order to try and achieve that 49% or whatever is the highest possible? I don't think that people ride or die hard enough. I basically think that like you should put 100% of your effort into your <laughs> your like ally. <laughs> and like I will unironically just give my support to my ride or die partner. Like okay. let's say that I lose my shot in the in the end game, I will just give my support to the to the other person because it's like one of us has to win, right? That's the agreement we got into in round 1. Right. <laughs> right. And, and and if you're playing for that overall stats position, it makes sense 
to even lose games you might not have lost in the interest of maintaining this ride-or-die 50% uh, strategy. So your ally has to know that you're as committed to making them win as they are committed to making you win, right? Right. It has to be mutually beneficial. And I will. I have purposely lost games to, like <laughs> for this purpose. So right. But then, so what's interesting about that, Alice, is that how do you explain your own? Because you've done quite well, like notably well, actually, for a tournament player. I believe you might be tied with Magi for most wins. Although I stopped collecting stats in the same way um but i how do you explain your own success then because you're maybe in twilight imperium in general your 50 percent thing holds true but in tournament games you are you are batting above 50 so are in these tournament games are you pulling the same ride or die meta and it's just come up for you more often than your partner is that what's happened i i honestly think that's what happened like, I actually think I'm probably closer to, like, 50% win rate, just... And a lot of the times I've lost, it's like, my partner just won. For instance, my... In my last game I played, um, Yasaro, like, if I lost my Rift roll, I was just going to lose, right? And Yasaro would just sweep the table, and the game would be over, right? Right. And it just so happens that, like, you know, I was able to win before Yasaro, but it couldn't have... Like, there were a ton of worlds in which that didn't happen. That's interesting. So like, do you, how do you feel like, how should people respond? Like, I mean, I don't know if you would have give this away, like, right, but like before the finals, but like, do you think we should all, should we all be doing this? Should Twilight Imperium be a 2v2v2 game, except yes. the alliances are not for real? I, I honestly think that. And I think in practice, that's what it ends up being as well. Uh, even if people, you know, that's what supports make the game into. Right. Um, what what my biggest my biggest like argument against the way that people play is they often treat their support partner as like an economic rival, right? And they will funnel all of their like economic hate into their support partner because they can't funnel their like military hate into the support partner. But I think that's just a bad idea. Like instead, just ride or die um, yeah. with your support partner. Yeah, your odds are a lot better because yeah, any anything that is you versus the other five players those odds seem a lot worse than me me and one other person versus four. That's not yes. only is that you're going up against less players, you're doing it with someone, uh, which is very advantageous. That's interesting. And in that way, you can try to partner yourself with an ally who like has non-overlapping faction abilities, right? right? So the classic one that everyone talks about is um, like Cabal and Tsar. Mm -hmm. And... They have like different faction abilities in a lot of ways, also similars. But another good one, I think Yasarl and Nalu are classic one. Right. Um, Titans and Empyrean, classic one. Yeah. Uh, Do you feel like going into the uh, tournament finals? Like, I mean, if we're if we're gonna watch your game, then are are mm -hmm. you going? Like, how early do you start thinking about this? Are you, like, in the draft? Like, all right, I think my buddy needs to be so-and-so because of what faction I'm playing and where they're seated? Like, is that... Is that the level that you're thinking about it at? I've gotten so obsessed with this strategy that I will pick lower speaker order <laughs> to, to, to make this happen. <laughs> like, I, I will intentionally be like, okay, I think this person would make a good ride or die partner. Like, we have complementary factions. I'll, I'll pick five instead of three. Right. I've done this multiple times in 30 games. <laughs> like, <laughs> Wow. 
That's and then you get the added benefit of being like, listen, like you saw, I made a sacrifice in my draft to be with you. Right. That's how committed I am. You know? <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, uh, yeah, you're playing an emotional game along with the, uh, the economic and the military game. You're playing a game of like, we're, no, we're just friends. We're just, I'll do things to make this relationship work. The thing that my mind goes to at this point in the conversation is like, I actually just want to see everyone do this. Like, I don't know. Have you, have you played that game yet? Have you played a game where every, like I, I realize what you're saying with the supports sports absolutely do make the game feel a little bit like a two V two V two, but spiritually, I wouldn't say that's always the case. Have you played that game yet where it feels like uh, there are, are there other people at least that are like playing it to this extent of just complete ride for die? Or right order. So I've never seen it with three full pairs, but I've definitely seen, I've had like at least 10 to 100 games where there's two pair of ride or die partners. And let me just say, the two other people who are left out of that arrangement, the two people who didn't pair up, they lost every right. single time. Right. <laughs> like, oh yeah, for sure. For sure. And I think that, I think that makes sense. And this type of meta, I think, will always prevail over people that are not willing to play into it. I think it just kind of depends on how far are they willing to go. It sounds like you're, I mean, you might be the furthest I've heard that's willing to go with this uh, this kind of boat floaty uh, version of the game. Although I guess it's not, it's not like a general boat float. It's literally just like this other player is my ride or die partner. One of us is going to win this game. Um, so I guess... If you were to predict who is going to win the finals, are you basically saying like I predict either myself or whoever that partner is going to be is going to win? Is that was that what you're saying? Um, that's going to be my goal. But yeah, <laughs> you know, like, uh, you know, sometimes it doesn't work. I think in a lot of games, people don't realize this, but the games are basically decided at the draft, mm -hmm. and so we'll see what happens at the draft. Yeah. Um, I. So, like, when you think about it from, uh, again, the probability perspective, which is how I've been trying to think about TI entirely, is, like, what is the moment in the game that increases your odds of winning, your percentage of winning, the most? Right. And I think that moment is actually the draft. Yeah. The draft is when your, your chances go from, like, 16% to 20%. And a 4% increase in this game is, like, a lot. Yeah. Um, and so sometimes you just lose the draft and it's like impossible for you to find a ride or die partner or maybe the other five people will like not be interested in this. But let me just tell you, I'm speaking directly to my other five finalists. Like, I'm a good partner. I will make your day. Like, we can work something out. <laughs> that's that's like the most propaganda I think I've ever heard someone do in one of these episodes, and I really like that. I like that you're basically you're already playing this game that hasn't even started, and I like that you're broadcasting to to all five of them. You haven't identified like here's the one that because it's like yeah, it's gonna be in that draft that you're gonna figure out like okay, this is the relationship of convenience. This is the one that makes the most sense. Uh, Alice, it's really fun to watch you play, and I'm excited uh, that you're in the finals. Uh, do you have anything? We 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 basically talked about this one idea for fifteen minutes, but do you have do you have anything else you want to add? Anything else you want to say about about TI and just like to the listeners? Um, nothing more about TI. I do want to say though that like 
in general, I kind of feel like I already won the tournament. Like I'm, I'm. <laughs> well, you made it. Yeah, you made it to the finals. Yeah. My only goal this tournament was to get to tie Magi. That was all I wanted to do. Yeah. So now that I've done that, it's like, okay, I'll play this final game, and like, I win or I lose, it doesn't matter. I'm just happy I tied Magi. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. And yeah, I mean that that uh, it it proves your your method correct too. If you're saying <laughs> this is how you play. Uh, and you know, it's not necessarily about winning a specific game, a particular game. It's about zoom out, look at how many games I've played and what my percentage is. That's what really matters. Uh, then yeah, I think that that makes a lot of sense. And yeah, you are, you are tied with Magi. Um, so yeah, I'm super looking forward to the finals and I'm looking forward to, to seeing how your strategy plays out, Alice. Uh, and it's been lovely talking to you. Yeah. Thanks Hunter. Have a good day. All right, and I am back just one uh, last time uh, before the end of the episode. We only have uh, one more conversation for you all, um, and I saved uh, I saved specifically this one for last, uh, just because I think this is somebody this is somebody that's been in since tournament two, uh, and finally they've made it to the finals, and it's uh, exciting uh, just to see it. So this is Matt and Deshuga. So, Deshuga, this one, to me, feels like a long time coming, to be honest with you. Uh, you've been a part of uh, Invitationals. We were looking back uh, through old games, and I feel like your story uh, so far in in tournaments is up against some of the top brass, basically. Uh, in, in year two, you lost in the semis to Duke Lukem. In year four, you lost in the semis to Deft Piper. You just seem to always get matched with uh, eventual champions, or or I guess in Deft's uh, case, a recent invitational champion. But uh, you always have, it, it turns out, the hardest road to climb in, in a lot of your games. <laughs> Well, yeah, and even even in the rounds before that, they yeah. were always uh, some some nice names. I remember Andra was very, oh, very yeah. fun about that game. Yeah, it's 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 a uh, it's a wild crew that we have uh, gathered <laughs> in your community. It's well, been, it's been a blast. Uh, and and you're you're a, a an incredibly friendly player. I think a lot of people in the com- community are are at least somewhat decently familiar with you. Uh, I I know um, the the Dutch scene is very excited. To have you there, Jasper, one of our uh, Discord mods, is stoked uh, that you're, yeah. you've made it through. So uh, you know, kudos to the Dutch scene making get, getting a player through to the finals uh, finally. Uh, but I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, like playstyle stuff and and you know what what finally got you through maybe to the finals this year. But um, as a player. My my impression of you is definitely someone who's uh, extraordinarily meticulous. I mean, even in in your Duke and Deft Piper losses, you had clear shots to victory. It's just like other extenuating circumstances that that keep you out of the pack. Uh, do you think that that comes from you know a lot of proper planning, or is does it feel like it's a lot of swinging with the punches and like adapting to every new thing that that comes along the way? Um, it, I think it's a it's a strict balance between trying to get the point tempo for everyone going. Mm. Uh, don't fall behind, and if 
if you are falling behind, make sure that other people fall behind as well. <laughs> um, make them spend more resources than they want to, all the while being like, hey, I, I yes, I hurt you a bit, but uh, look, you can recover in uh, your other neighbor's slice. Yeah, your, your semifinals game this year even was sort of defined by this like notion that a lot of people somewhat had like a, a soft chance in round five, right? And that game had yep. many like crazy technical issues all day. So you all were at the end of what would have been about a 10 hour game, but was in hour 13 of all of you being kind of on point. So, so exhaustion was absolutely taking hold, but you all had to keep very close eyes on everybody else's paths because anybody getting mm -hmm. even a little bit of leg room was going to be the one that pulled ahead. So, you know, what, what goes through your head in that final round and how are you keeping everything in check? Um, I think I did uh, a lot of that above table as well mm -hmm. in the game. Uh, and I think that's also part of my play style where find the common ground for the entire table because, yeah. you know, otherwise people will turn that table on your ass. And if you can find it, like, <laughs> hey, like, it's not in your interest to take this. So I just left the, the double tech skip open. Like, yeah, you can take it, people. But know that if you step in, you give it to Necro. Mm -hmm. And in the end, it was just barely enough defended against the Nomad, which was precisely the amount of uh, resources I would like to put that in. Yeah. So I was just checking, like, okay, how can I uh, ensure that the table has no reason to attack me? Yeah. Uh, so I can do my stalls. I can do my spreading out. I can do the... I could just stay in there without spending as... Well, while spending as little resources as possible. Right. And yeah. uh, one by one, their chances started to evaporate. And yeah. then in the end, it was a slugfest and a war of attrition versus no <laughs> Right. Um, w within all that, I like kind of pointing out like how much of it for you is, is about sort of the public, uh, you know, all, all six players above the table kind of recognizing all the shots. How much do you feel like you play in the shadows? How much are you utilizing like secret conversations or whisper chats or anything like that? Because I feel like there was still a fair amount of like having to like work with somebody kind of in secret and, and how do you kind of balance the public stuff with the secret conversations? Uh, oh, that's a very good question. I've really thought about that. I'm, I'm always in whispers, like I'm nonstop talking <laughs> about two other people, which also is part of the exhaustion. Yeah. Um, because it's just, even during breaks, I'm thinking about moves. I'm thinking about things. So it's, in, in a 13 hour game with a two hour break, I'm still playing 13 hours Yeah, exactly. with, with, 95% of that being in whispers and trying to get, wow. you know, get the intel that people would not like to put above the table. Like, what are your secrets? <laughs> How can I help you? Tell me, buddy, what do you need? And I really try to help them. So you're extracting, you're, you're trying slices. to be a, a boat floater. You're extracting secret info on the guise of helping out, but you're also just keeping a radar on everybody's goals and how they might or might yep. not conflict with your own. Yep. And, and, then, and then specifically in other people's slices, like, mm -hmm. I would like to help you, but if I could point out that it's a, an easier time with less resources spent in your neighbor's slice, then, you know, I'll definitely yeah, point yeah. that out. <laughs> so what, I mean, are there any factions that you feel like gravitate towards that sort of play style? Uh, or, or, you know, is there, is there anything you really, really lean into? I mean, yeah, I, I am deeply in love with Arcana. I play way too little. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know if you remember the game versus Andre where I started migrating uh, my, my space dogs and my PDSs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I thoroughly enjoy that. <laughs> I spent a whole round trying to get other people stuff. Uh, I, I nearly got nothing out of it myself, but it was just very enjoyable. Yeah, I do, I do remember so that much. where it felt like you were tanking your own game, but it was for this like 
whole table boat float like you're you're just sacrificing planets in space it's just like a very very wild like mech play from hakan just to like yep. get everyone on a similar track do you think um essentially i mean do, do you prefer a round five where everybody has a shot to win it uh, is that is that favorable for you i i don't mind if people uh are out of it that mm. makes the equation a lot easier um like especially for example uh, yesterday's game it was uh where a few people were practically out of it yeah and i don't mind it i just don't, i just don't want to be the cause of it mm -hmm. uh i will try to get you in uh i will be the last person to let you go but i don't <laughs> mind if people fall out but uh, that that if, if that person owes me or is like hey i'll you know it's mm -hmm. it's the it's the it's about yeah, I'll, I'll give it to you. You yeah. know, the, the king making asterisks. Uh, something else that I know has come up uh, with with yesterday's game a little bit, but honestly, the, your semis game <laughs> yesterday was one of the rare times a semis or finals game got to start in a somewhat Euro favorable time. But I know something we'll be looking at for the finals is is a if it goes long late night for the European crowd, which is just so often what happens, unfortunately, in the in the mm -hmm. late rounds of this tournament. Um, but I, you know, we we were asking. Uh, Jurica is in uh, Russia, or who knows? Jurica's all over the place uh, in terms of where they're playing during their time zones. But you know, we talked a lot about concerns of what it will mean to play late into the night if that comes up. Um, and 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 so I wonder how you feel in that kind of environment. Uh, should that be the direction things end up going? Yeah, I mean that'll give me a good excuse, right? Oh, it's the exhaustion loss. <laughs> I, I I do tend to joking aside notice that when I get tired I start to miss things. I'm mm. like, how could I miss this? For example, yesterday when uh, when I ended up retreating my flagship, I was like, no, that should have died. Mm -hmm. Why did I just not let it die? Right. It was so silly. I could rebuild it for free. Would have been so much more useful. Or even uh, moving in with a slightly above average uh, fight. I chose not to sacrifice a carry because i thought i had more fight it was just it's just exhaustion yeah absolutely. at that point so yeah i that, I, I fear it it's it's i think uh, one of the one of the hardest things yeah a any any plans or strategies for hoping to avoid it or is it just about keep the game fast so that it doesn't come up um <laughs> uh, that and uh you know uh drink water keep moving yeah keep steady eating don't carbon crunch <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> Well, uh, Dishiga, we're, we're all very excited. Uh, I think this is shaping up to be uh, an all-time finals game. Lots of cool names in it and uh, a lot of different types of styles of TI. So, uh, you know, thank you for taking part in this year. And, and we really, really look forward to seeing you in this uh, in this final match. Thank you so much for organizing. And uh, you've guys put a lot of work in. We appreciate it. Okay, and I'm back. It's just me um, to end this episode. How did you like it? I hope you did. Hope you enjoyed those conversations. I'm really excited about this uh, this group of finalists, and I'm really excited to finally get this finals game figured out when it's going to happen. Can't wait to be able to tell you when it's actually going to happen. Um, but let's do, uh, before we get out of here, let's do a rundown. I got some people to thank. I got some weird bears that I never, I never thank these people. You know what I mean? It's always Matt thanking these people, but I, this week I get to thank them. Uh, I got to thank my weird bears. I got to thank my big Al Cappuccino. I got to thank my squeamishimo. I got to thank my Pope Billy. Uh, I got to thank my brass bird. Gotta thank my Cabal of Soul. 
Gotta thank my Kaluan, obviously. What's up, Kaluan? Gotta thank my Daryl. Gotta thank my Jadim Jedi, who was on this episode. That's crazy. Gotta thank my Carnal. Gotta thank my Kindred Spirit. Gotta thank my Alice, also on this episode. Wow. Gotta thank my Lord Raddington. My Lord. My Lord Raddington. Gotta thank my M. Lachevsky. Gotta thank my Sunfax. Sunfax? <laughs> Gotta thank my Absol. This is a tie. I'm tired of this bet. Gotta thank my Ricky M44. Gotta thank my RYs. Uh, I'm gonna be back in New York soon. Uh, RYs, we should hang out. And let's talk about the Teensy Sprouts. Gotta thank my Kraken. Gotta thank my General Pith. Gotta thank my Hercules. Gotta thank my son. My, gotta thank my my son is also named Bort. Gotta thank my Savant. And gotta thank my Vince. Uh, I got an agenda phase. I'm going to do an agenda phase, even though it's just me by myself here. We're just going to do it for fun. Um, this question comes from Jadim Jedi. Who is that? Where, where have I heard that name before? Maybe twice, maybe a couple times, maybe even on this episode I heard this person. The question is, what are your tips and tricks to help shorten the game of Twilight Imperium while keeping it basically the same game as it is now? I picked this question because... Well, I just felt, you know, maybe Matt has something to add to this, but this is like very, this is like a very important thing to me, this whole idea. Um, here's how you shorten the game. You think about what you're going to do on your turn when it's not your turn. You plan out what your turn is going to be. Uh, whenever you end a turn, that's when you plan out what you're going to do the next time. Now, there's a couple reasons to do this. Some of them are because it makes things faster. The other is that it helps you think strategically. If you already know what your next turn is, it's not like you should just go take a nap while everyone else is doing their turns. What you should do is watch the game that you're playing. Watch the other players. Watch what they're doing. Listen to what they're saying. Listen to what they're doing. <laughs> Listen to what they're doing. <laughs> uh, and just keep track of them. And this will make you more aware. It'll make it so that you play better. And also make it so that you play uh, faster. Another tip, another big tip for getting through games quickly is to only speak when it's your turn when it's not your turn you can use uh whisper chat uh if you're playing an in-person game maybe if you have something big you need to talk to somebody about uh you can go into another room and talk to them about it if it's not their turn right um we all have cell phones or not but i mean most people have cell phones or just some way to communicate non-verbally you can just text people you can make a group chat whatever you got to do uh, in order to get your discussion, your diplomacy, your conversation, your economic wheeling, wheeling and dealing uh, done when it's not your turn time. Um, what's another tip? Uh, in the agenda phase, stop trying. <laughs> just stop trying to just just quit. Just kind of in the agenda phase. Uh, don't, just don't worry about that one so much, you know? I think a lot of people worry a lot about the agenda phase and spicing it up, and I think, personally, we can just kind of give up on it. We could just not worry about it so much, and everything will be fine, and we won't really be losing anything major to the game. All right, sorry, that's, I'm just kind of talking smack there, but that is how I feel. Uh, I do feel like we lose a lot of time in the agenda phase, uh, when it feels like things are not vital. Now, sometimes the agenda phase is vital, like one out of every 10 or some odd like that. Maybe one out of every 15 is like that. Um, and you know, when that's the case, that's the case, whatever. And then it's going to take some time. I just mean like, I think in general, we could all kind of, you know, do our due diligence and being like, is this agenda phase 
uh, that important. Um, another tip, another trick is just keeping track of your windows, knowing those windows really well, and moving through each step of that process as quickly as possible. And at this, what helps you do this is planning, right? If you've got a card that needs to be played in a specific window, then keeping track of those steps, you know, before we even get to the turn where you need to play the card is going to help you move through that turn so much faster. Um, so yeah, I mean, a lot of these things, these are tips for, you know, playing faster, but there are also tips that I just think like will make you a better player. And it's also about being like respectful, you know, to everyone else you're playing with. I think respectful play is generally uh, faster. Not to say that anytime someone takes, you know, a lot of time on a turn that it's inherently disrespectful. Um, it's not, but I mean, cause it's a complicated game. It's like, I don't want to go into this. I'm, I'm not trying to uh, stand on some sort of, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to be elitist here and I, I don't want to make people feel like, oh, well, like it takes me a while cause the game is uh pretty stupid. And it's like, I agree. Game is stupid. Um, but yeah, just going with the flow more keeping track of like, you know, what kind of game is this? Is this a casual game? We're just playing with friends. Is this, you know, is it a tournament game where like things are a little more, you know, a little more heated. We want a little more drama. Um, you know, just keeping all of that in mind. You can't approach every game like it's a tournament game, you know, because it's not, you know, sometimes it's just you playing with your friends and, you know, making sure that you have a firm understanding of like, you know, what is the tone here that we're going for and just kind of playing into that. You know, maybe you have a group that loves to play really, really long and then it's not a pr issue. You don't have to, you can ignore everything I've said if your group just likes to play for 14 hours or 18 hours or whatever. So, you know, there you go. Thank you, Jadeem Jedi, for asking that question. If you want to submit questions to our uh, recent agenda phase post on Patreon, well, all you got to do is join the Patreon uh, at any level. Uh, if you're a Galactic Counselor, which is the lowest level, all the way up to Weird Bear, uh, you get access to, to, this, to this sheet. Um, also, if you are a Weird Bear, I do want to put out there that we are talking about um, doing a Weird Bear event for after the tournament, a sort of... Uh, sort of post-tournament, Weird Bear, fun, Twilight Imperium event. There's been some discussion over, like, what this should be exactly. Um, we were talking about doing an alliance tournament. I think that would be really fun, possibly even an alliance tournament with some custom objectives. However, it's also been brought to my attention that perhaps the Weird Bears might want to just play regular old Twilight Imperium. And if you want that, uh, and you're... So if you've ever been a Weird Bear and you want that message me. Just private message me on Discord. Or you can also message the Patreon if you want to. Um, if you're a current Weird Bear, just, you know, you're in that Weird Bear channel, just let us let, let us know what you think. I'm trying to get everybody trying to get everybody's thoughts so that we can uh, actually start organizing it. Then we can announce uh, some dates for whenever it's going to happen. Uh, but of course, we got to get that, you know, finals date figured out first. Um, it's kind of weird. Let me know if you like it when I'm just talking by myself, because uh, it makes me feel weird. Uh, certainly makes me feel quite strange uh, to do it, but whatever. You know, maybe it's weird in a way that that you like. Uh, maybe maybe you do want. Yeah, you, you know, if you want a podcast where I just talk for an hour and a half by myself, uh, let me know. Um, where I'm just yelling and ranting and rave. I'm not really a rant and rave guy. Kind of more of a just like trail off into a weird series of thoughts, guys. Uh, guy, guys, I'm multiple people now. I'm becoming more than one person. I can't even just be uh, a singular individual, even though I'm alone 
in Matt's office and Matt is not here and it's all very strange. Hey, you can rate this podcast uh, on your app of choice. Uh, specifically, we'd love it if you gave us a five-star review on Apple Podcast. You could say something like, I like it when Hunter is by himself and uh, sounds frantic, weird, and strange. One star for how weird you think I should get on this show. Five star, five stars should be weirder, should get even weirder. That's that. There's your review this week. Five stars should be weirder. Um, that's that sounds like a good review. Uh, you can also rate us on Spotify. Um, we have a we're working on website. We are working on changing the website. The website sucks. I'm aware of it. We've known it for a while now, a long time actually. And we are working on a new website that will be uh, better in many ways and not be uh, so gross. But we also have a Patreon. We have a Discord. You can buy merch from us. Um, and please, if you have any This Imperium Life stories, send them to spacecatspeaceturtles at gmail.com. Now would be the part where if I was recording with Matt, well, Matt would have said all the things I just said, all the business. He would have said all of that. And while he would be saying that, I'd be thinking of something stupid. And then I would say that stupid thing. And hopefully it will be funny enough to get out on. But there's no one here for me to do that to. So, and I haven't had time. I mean, you know, I've been busy. I'm talking to you right now, okay? I don't have time to come up with a stupid bit to go out on. If I'm trying to just tell you the business, this is how podcasting works, all right? Here's my podcast lesson. You get a business guy, you get a dumb guy, all right? That's it. Those are the roles, all right? Somebody has to do the business, and somebody has to be stupid. And this week, it's all just been stupid business. Thank you for listening to Space Cat's Peace Turtles. And thanks to Ben Prunty for the use of his music. You can find more at benpruntymusic.com and benprunty.bandcamp.com. Pax Magnifica. Bellum Gloriosum. <laughs>